Hello and welcome to Uncultured 20s. My name is Julia. And my name is Leanne. And in this podcast, we talk about media that's considered classic in pop culture. Think media that people would say, you've never seen that or you have to listen to that. How annoying is it when your friend constantly makes references to things you have no idea about? That's me. Guilty as charged. (laughs) We'll be introducing each other to formative media and deep diving into new ones so that never has to happen again. Today, we're watching the episode Stupid Piece of Shit from Bojack Horseman with our guest, Amanda and Min Wong. Bojack Horseman is a six-season-long animated sitcom. It uses adult humor and stars Will Arnett, Amy Sedaris, Alison Brie, and many more celebrities. The show ran from 2014 to 2020 and was the first original animated series to be produced and distributed by Netflix. IndieWire ranked Bojack Horseman as the greatest animated TV series of all time, and it's also won Best Animated Series at the Critics' Choice Television Awards four times. The episode we're talking about today was also nominated for two Annie Awards. The show is about a washed-up celebrity anthropomorphic horse named Bojack and his plans to make a comeback. Some of the important characters of this episode are his on-and-off, again, girlfriend-slash-agent, Princess Carolyn, his mother with dementia, Beatrice, his long-lost daughter, who later turns out to be his sister, Hollyhock, and his rival-turned-friend, Mr. Peanut Butter. Bojack Horseman has a lot of misery-based humor. There are topics such as substance abuse, depression, and toxic relationships, and there's also this, like, overwhelming sense of sadness to the whole show, which I think is one of the reasons why I actually hesitated to watch this show. Every time I tried to watch it, I actually just found myself getting into this like really bad state of mind. So I've only seen a couple episodes here and there, um, you know, just watching what other people were watching it, but I've, I've never really been able to get into it just because I actually myself felt so depressed <laughs> when I was watching it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that. I, uh, I did watch all, uh, the whole show I've seen all the episodes um, I really liked it towards the end but it definitely was something that as I was watching it I could kind of feel myself yeah getting into that same like getting pulled into that same sort of mindset just because the show is so you know there are a lot of moments in the show that are very depressing and are very um, just like a bunch of unfortunate events and people making choices and you don't know why they're making those choices and so yeah it's definitely something that um you sort of have to not let yourself get too too invested I think in the in the characters which is difficult because it is like such a I think it was a really great show and I did find myself getting invested regardless but yeah yeah I think um I think one of the reasons why is because you know, going into it, because I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, adult animation, because mm-hmm. it really lets me, it lets me just, like, turn my brain off and just watch silly, satirical thing, and so going into it, I think I had the mentality of, like, oh, this is sort of, like, Family Guy or, like, American Dad or just, like, one of those shows, but I think it's a lot, it's a lot deeper than that, and the writing is definitely more um, well thought out, so I think that that's definitely something that's interesting in the show is how they use this sort of 
vehicle of adult animation to touch into something really deep. It's just that if you're going and expecting one thing and just getting completely confronted by all of these issues, you're like, whoa, okay, I just wanted to watch some like yeah. fart jokes <laughs> and maybe yeah, yeah. like some dirty humor. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely too, especially with this episode, like if you're going in without having all of the seasons building up to it, it can definitely sort of be an affront to Mm -hmm. you because you know you're not used to that you kind of have to get into it a bit I feel like it's one of those one of those shows where you know you have to kind of push yourself to keep watching the first couple episodes um until you really settle into that sort of place where okay there's comedy I'm having fun but also you know there's these more serious moments that I can think about and but I don't have to it's not just like right away you're like I'm a piece of shit like this episode (laughs) starts just off with that exact sentence I think I'm quite excited to get into this episode stupid piece of shit it is the sixth episode of the fourth season and it specifically focuses on intrusive thoughts and self-hatred Bojack finds himself in a cycle of running away from his problems and drinking the day away He loses track of time and acts impulsively to the destruction of his family left behind at home. Why did you do that? This episode was chosen by our special guest this week. Leanne, would you like to introduce them? Yes, I would. We are so happy to have director, writer, sound artist, musician, Amanda Ann Min Wong. She directed and produced the Golden Sheaf Award-nominated documentary short film, An Object of Merit, sound-designed musical film on Jesse Reyes's When Love Came to Kill Us, and is also my fellow band member of Cutsleeve. Hello, Amanda. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me here. So why don't we just get straight into the questions? What about BoJack Horseman draws you in? Okay, so first off, I have to say that BoJack Horseman is my favorite television show. I think that altogether, the show is one that explores many different themes and ideas that are uh, both critical, but also satirical, but also like um, understanding of our modern day society and sort of like celebrity culture and the pressures of like performance and being in front of like you know the internet and the camera and sort of like in this how to operate within this digital age addressing a lot of these uh problems or issues that might come with them whether it's um relational or uh through mental health or the ways that we interact and we relate to each other um i think it puts all of this in this lens of of hollywood uh should we should we say um and uh sort of uh because everything is so i guess absurd and audacious the fact that why are there you know like half human half animals walking around and and why uh are they living in hollywood and uh, it just i i think it just all the absurdity of it all kind of puts into perspective um the sort of comparisons that we can make with our own uh day and age now it feels like the reason a lot of people can really connect to Bojack is because of the absence of that sort of redemption arc. He uh, consistently lets us down. Do you find yourself drawn to these sort of characters or these sort of uh, portrayals in film and television? Um, hmm, good question. I don't know if I would say I was specifically drawn towards characters like that, but I do find myself drawn to the characters 
in this show, um, mostly because they keep trying and they keep failing. Each one of these characters has flaws that they do recognize and they try to like most of them are self-aware of their flaws it's not like they're an asshole and they don't know it they're an asshole and they know it and they keep trying to do something about it but they can't and the question is why and that i think is the most interesting question about the show is that why is it that through every season they keep trying to make right something that they know is wrong but they can't they just can't get it right and we as viewers are somehow um, okay with that you know that there's no sort of like redemption that gives us a catharsis at the end that wants us to keep watching that sort of rewards us with staying with the character's assholeness and I think that maybe it's that level of trying and failing that makes them all the more human even though they're animals it's like kind of funny but like it makes them a little bit more human and maybe uh like we can relate to them on that level I suppose mm-hmm uh, it reminds me of the quote that Bojack says at the beginning of this episode. You're a stupid piece of shit. But I know I'm a piece of shit. That at least makes me better than all the pieces of shit who don't know they're pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that. That's some that's some narcissistic shit right there, you know? <laughs> so we've talked a bit about the show. Now I want to talk about the episode in particular. Why did this episode speak to you? Um, it spoke to me because I am a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> um no but uh i i think that we maybe i'm generalizing and so i shouldn't say we but uh i definitely i'm sure that there are people out there also who harbor sort of negative thoughts and uh just like a small negative thought can lend itself to a spiral of negative thoughts that just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Cookies. This is not breakfast. You are eating cookies. Stop it. Stop eating cookies and go make yourself breakfast. Stop it. Don't eat one more cookie. Put that cookie down. Do not eat that cookie. I can't believe you ate that cookie. It is interesting um, that we can be both so critical of ourselves, but also uh, lack the will to actually address anything to do with it. Or even if we do, um, why is it that we're, you know, not able to uh, solve it? And I think that over the seasons of Bojack, we really see this sort of journey. But I picked this episode because this is a glimpse into one part of his journey that uh, we hadn't really seen before in the earlier seasons. Like, we know that Bojack is an asshole, and we know that his parents were assholes to him. And we know that um, he obviously struggles with uh, these negative memories and um, trauma from when he grew up with uh, quite abusive parents and how that sort of comes out now around um, the people he surrounds himself with and he sort of continues to hurt people even though he doesn't mean to. Talk to your daughter. You're ruining her. You know that, right? No matter what, your poison is already in her. There's nothing you can do. This was one of these episodes that hit me really hard, not only just because of the way that they portrayed this sort of spiraling uh thought process uh, that can happen, um, but also in the way that they depict the art style of the animation art style of how it goes into his thoughts right so he starts thinking about what do i do everyone thinks i'm a piece of shit and i'm a piece of shit so now i have to so i should just go and act like a piece of shit and can i ever change to be a piece of shit or am i going to be a piece of shit forever it just sort of goes spirals right and then the the art style of how it goes shows these these scribbly sketches almost it morphs into sort of these cartoon childlike um sketches of himself and the people around him that we sort of imagine that 
this is this is him viewing himself in the world inside of his brain through this lens of a child that was something that i thought was really cool um but also in this we see how things are kind of um i guess passed down to like the part that hit me the hardest is the ending of the episode am i allowed to do spoilers is this a thing that i can <laughs> yeah okay go go right ahead <laughs> so like at the end of the episode Hollyhock, who uh, he at this point believes is his daughter, but uh, is actually not his daughter. She is his sister. At the end of the episode, she she says to him, I know you didn't ask for this dorky 17-year-old to just show up at your door, and I'm sorry if I'm annoying, but I didn't ask for- No, Hollyhock, I'm glad you're here. Oh. If I'm shitty, that's just because I'm shitty. And you're allowed to be mad at me, but you need to know that whatever I do, it's not your fault. I know. I mean, I know, but I don't always know, you know? Like, sometimes I have this tiny voice in the back of my head that goes like, Hey, everyone hates you, and they're not wrong to feel that way. I know what you mean. That voice, the one that tells you you're worthless and stupid and ugly. Yeah. It goes away, right? It's just like a dumb teenage girl thing, but then it goes away. Yeah. But we know that it doesn't. Not for him, at least. It's never gone away. And so um, I thought that that was a very poignant depiction of how these things can be generational, too, and... um, and maybe even genetic, like we don't really, they've never interacted um, in the past before. They're sort of just meeting each other for the first time. And yet they already have this sort of bond where they realize that they both suffer from the same sort of, um, I guess it's a kind of curse in a way, but uh, but not but um, not in the magical sense, but in a, it's just something that they're sort of struggling with. I think this is also the moment in the episode where they really uh start to you know get to know each other deeper and start to grow that grow that bond that moment just sort of hit me like a a ton of bricks in the in my gut and my heart so now we just have our quick pop quiz time pop quiz pop quiz we are gonna touch each other pop quiz i put together the questions and i'm not exactly an expert on the show so if they're a bit too easy it's okay because <laughs> it'll be a freebie this week so who is the artist that plays the closing theme of like the general show a sufjan stevens b foster the people c young and the giant or d group love group love i think I was going to say Soup Jan Stevens. I don't actually know. So it is group love. It's group oh, no. love. Oh. <laughs> Yay! There must, be a, there must be a Soup Jan Stevens song. Probably somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere in there. there. I feel like probably. But okay. Yeah. I don't know. Soup Jan Stevens is like peak <laughs> cinematic music. Okay. Huh. And then second question. Um, what is the name of the sitcom that Bojack starred in? A- Full horse, B, stable boys, C, horsing around, or D, my big pony. I do know this one. <laughs> did you come up with these answers, Leanne? I did. Did you come up with the, the, the other did. answers? Because these are pretty <laughs> full horse. These are pretty fucking amazing. Full full horse. Um, yeah, my horse answer <laughs> my answer is horsing around. But I do love full oh, yeah, horse. Yeah, you guys are both right. I figured that one would be pretty. <laughs> Easy. 
Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Very easy and enjoyable to talk about because I got to talk about my favorite TV show and also (laughs) hang out with you guys. So (laughs) It's literally the best topic ever. Quickly before you go, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Amanda A. M. Wong and uh, my website, I guess, amandaamwong.com. Oh, and and our band at Cutsleeve on Instagram. <laughs> Gotta plug our band. <laughs> awesome talking to her. She had a lot of, she was very articulate about all of her opinions. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she had some really great points really great points about the show you can tell that she really thought about it and i really appreciate having someone who works in the industry and knows exactly what what the aim is or is at least a little bit uh can can see that vision Mm. you know definitely uh the cultured in the uncultured of our podcast (laughs) they were bringing the cultured (laughs) into our podcast (laughs) well i'm grateful to have such a um well-knowledged well-spoken friend on here and i'm grateful that she's in my life (laughs) Mm, that was awesome yeah what we've done in the podcast so far has been a lot of things that have been out for 15 20 years so this is the first i don't want to say modern era because that makes us sound really young (laughs) but the first one that came out recent we've seen people actively watch as it was coming out so i think um it's still sort of in that it's even though show, the show is done, it's still in that, like, developing stage of, like, it hasn't really established itself in the, let's say, in the canon yet. But it's also, it was Netflix's first original um, animated series, which I think is a really big thing because when it was first created, Netflix had only just started creating all these shows. And now Netflix has, like, a huge production studio and is creating, you know, hundreds of shows and movies and such things have come such a far away from when this show started in terms of like the streaming world and who's taking over production doesn't really rely on the same traditional things that television shows used to rely on and this is the first uh the first thing that we've talked about that is just in the beginning stages of its sort of uh, like cult or following or can it sort of that type of thing i mean and so it's still something like you said that's relatively new and you know, there isn't that huge, like, remember this movie from 30 years ago that was so amazing and so we still watch it today? People are still watching it because it's still new. Like, the last season just came out recently. So, you know, it's interesting to see something sort of in its developmental stages of becoming, uh, maybe potentially becoming something that could be part of the canon, you know, 20 years, 20 years yeah. down the road. And I mean, it already has a huge fan base, right? Like the show has been out for, well, or was out for six years or like, yeah, I think six years. And I, so many people that I know watch the show. So many people talk about the show. Even people, when like when I say I don't watch it, people are like, oh, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. So <laughs> um, it's like, I can definitely see it having like a long, I can definitely see it having a long standing status and people coming back to it because it's not only just some adult animation but because there is that like unexpected deeper meaning um Mm. that it kind of bombards you with like it lulls you in with the humor and then it's like these are the reasons why you're messed up it's because of your family (laughs) and it's because of intergenerational (laughs) trauma yeah just the usual (laughs) 
All right. So how are you categorizing BoJack Horseman? Are you joining the cult? Adding it to the list? Or hiding the fans are after me? I think I will say adding it to the list. I I think I have to, you know, give this show another chance and start again. Like you said, I just have to stick through a couple episodes and maybe I'll really get involved and I've been looking for a new show anyways it's just like so popular with other people that I I have similar taste to like they all watch the same same shows that I like Mm. so I think it's worth a shot um to try it again so I will have to be in a specific mood to watch it but I will try it again and report back to you (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah um I mean I mean it was on my list it was on my Netflix list yeah, I guess I would say that I'm joining the call. I mean, I really liked the show. Um, I was watching it sort of as the last couple seasons were coming out. And, you know, I was always excited for when the next seasons were coming. And especially the last season I thought was really good. So, yeah, I definitely think I'm joining the call. I would watch I would watch the whole thing again. I think I might, you know, I'm looking for a show. I need a show that's like a shorter like a 20 minute one i also love that about the show is that the episodes are 20 minutes it's like a good thing you can just fit it in yeah i'm like maybe i'll watch it again because i i really did like it and especially like all the deeper things i think it's it would be interesting to watch it another time through sort of knowing already ahead what's coming i think that lends an interesting perspective to it so yeah i'm joining the call and that's it from us Connect with us on Letterboxd at Uncultured20s, that's 20s, to see all the films we've covered, or our Spotify to see our playlists at Uncultured20s, and that's T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S. We're also on Instagram at Uncultured20s, that's T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S. We take tons of input on there, so if you feel like there's something really iconic that we need to cover, that's where you need to go. And don't forget to follow our lovely guest, Amanda. Uh, at Amanda A. M. Wong on Instagram and check out their website, AmandaAMWong.com. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you're notified when our episodes drop. We're on all major platforms. We're on Culture 20s and we'll see you on the airwaves. Hey, look, I'm cradling the baby. Hope I don't drop it. <laughs>